Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. my friends. I'm so excited for episode three. I have had such a beautiful week. I have taken some time to stop the input that I normally am streaming into my brain on a regular basis. I don't tend to listen to a lot of music. I tend to listen to more podcasts. I read books. I occasionally watch TV, but my coach challenged me earlier this week to kind of limit the amount of input I was taking in, in the form of other people's ideas to create space for my own ideas and my own concepts. And so I can hear myself. So I'm already formulating a future episode about listening versus hearing versus talking and quieting all of the input around us. But we're not going to talk about that today. But I want to let you know that if you have a lot of input coming in all the time, Sometimes it's good to kind of shut it down or hit the mute button and just take yourself out of the day-to-day and all the stuff coming at you and just create space so you can hear, so you can hear yourself, so you can listen to yourself and then listen to other people and actually hear what they're saying versus just everything coming at you all the time. And In the interim of this, when I'm in the car, I'm usually listening to a podcast, but instead I've put music back on and I never realized how much joy music brings me and how much hearing certain songs takes me back to a certain time of my life and kind of evokes that happy or peaceful or joyful or just fun emotion in me. So I've really been having a lot of fun with that and I just wanted to share it. So if you're like me and you tend to like want to go, go, go and get all the knowledge into your brain and cram it in there perhaps give yourself the gift of taking a day or two and just kind of shutting it all down, either getting outside and just reconnecting with nature, which is a great way to relieve stress and a great way to reconnect to yourself or to just allow quiet and allow your brain to just relax into nothingness and just be able to give yourself that gift of space. All right. So Let's dive in today to the topic about that jerk in your brain. As I was recording last week's episode, I realized that when I first started building this awareness and watching my thoughts, I had an uninvited visitor who was always watching and commenting on all of it. I now call her my inner critic. We all have this voice inside us that judges everything and reports criticism like it's the news. Like they're just facts that we need to know and things that are bulletins that we need to hear. I used to call this voice my negative Nellie, and she was so critical and judgmental of every single thing I did and every single thought I had. Ironically, I realized that although I was practicing awareness in order to grow and improve my life, I was regularly getting bogged down by her judgment and her criticism and her blaming me for having such poopy thoughts. My friends, this voice was a part of me, and I was listening to her and believing her garbage. The fact is, we all have that judgmental, critical voice. This is a totally normal thing. In fact, 
we're usually our own worst critic. We have this critic to protect ourselves and to try to anticipate whatever anyone else could ever say that would be negative about us so that we can shield or cocoon ourselves away from being hurt. It's actually a defense mechanism. But as we're doing this, we're actually causing the pain that our primitive brain is trying so hard to spare us from. So that if we do then encounter something we deem as negative out in the world or what we anticipate actually happens, we've now not only experienced it once, but twice, which is a default setting that most of us have, but we're not even aware of. It's like slapping yourself in the face in preparation that you may one day be slapped in the face. Now, instead of just dealing with a slap when it happens, you've anticipated it, you've already pre-slapped yourself, and now you're gonna get slapped again. This makes no logical sense. But we do such a great job of worrying and overthinking, we cause ourselves this pre-pain to try to anticipate what could happen. It makes no sense. We also have this voice because we've likely been criticized by other people, maybe a parent or a teacher or a coach or someone else close to us growing up. And when we're kids, we internalize everything to try to learn how to fit in, how to interact, how to be in the world. So criticism, especially when it's a repeated phrase or it's something we're told time and time again, we internalize it. And then our brain stores this like it's a belief. And then it comes back around in the voice of our inner critic. So I'm going to read you a list of some of the thoughts that I've had to see if any of these sound familiar. These thoughts from my inner critic sound like, I can't believe that I'm thinking this. What's wrong with me? I shouldn't be thinking that. I shouldn't be thinking this. This shouldn't be so hard. No wonder I feel how I do. No one else thinks this way. And these are all thoughts that I've had about watching my thoughts as I started to build this awareness. No one else thinks like this. I'm never going to figure this out. I have to do this right or else what's the point? I am not doing enough. I need to do more. I need to figure this out or else it'll mean dot, 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 that I'm lazy, that I'm stupid, whatever. Insert negative insult here. All right, y'all. These comments don't exactly sound warm and fuzzy or supportive, do they? Now, I'm all for being honest, but there's honest in a kind and loving way. And then there's honest in a hold you back, make you want to give up and hide and never show your face again. Right? And this is where we have the authority that we may not be using. Some people are really good at noticing these thoughts and then letting them go. I'm not typically one of those people. I have done a lot of work on this at listening and then intentionally deciding what thoughts I want to keep and take with me and what I kind of need to mute or turn the volume down on. And a lot of these are repetitive. If you want to turn down the volume on your own internal negative Nelly and your inner critic and start turning up the volume of your true self, the one that loves you unconditionally and compassionately and knows your worthiness and your lovability at the core, keep on listening. Because the thing is, most of the time, we can't hear that true loving voice because our inner critic is screaming so loudly, it drowns out the other voice completely. I promise you that core of love and worthiness is in there. We just need to do some cleaning and clearing out of the garbage to get back to our priorities and get everything in alignment. This is the crux of reclaiming your brain. 
So like we talked about last week, the first step to change is awareness. First, we wanna know when this is happening and notice it. Then we wanna decide rationally and consciously from our adult brain, what we wanna do with these thoughts and ideas. Sometimes a seemingly negative thought keeps coming back. Most of the time, these are fear-based thoughts, but they can also be useful. Shifting from judgment to being curious about them is what's helped me shift my perspective. And coaching is teaching people how to do this and giving them different perspectives to consider. As coaches, we show people how their brains work and how their thoughts cause the results so they can decide what they wanna focus on intentionally and what they wanna keep and what they wanna let go of. I know it sounds really simple, but it is immensely powerful. Most of us try to avoid or ignore our negative thoughts or we roll over and just believe them. I used to joke that someone must've called me stupid when I was growing up because I've accumulated three advanced degrees and felt driven by some unseen force to prove my intelligence. Later on through coaching, I uncovered a deeply hidden belief that I was afraid of being perceived as stupid or not smart enough. And I realized I was still believing it despite all of my evidence to the contrary. This, my friends, is the power of our beliefs. They're always working in the background of our lives, deep in our subconscious, and they can drive us to amazing feats, or they can drag us down to dark, horrible places that we don't necessarily wanna be. We feel often that we're powerless against these thoughts and that things are just the way they are, but this simply isn't true. This, my friends, is the best news ever, and this is why I wanna encourage everyone to have your own experiences of awareness and to start putting this work into practice. You can listen all day, you can consume content, but until you, until you start applying it, it's never gonna change your life and it is so worth it. Because we create our reality based on what we think and believe. And remember, our brains always wanna prove themselves right. So we look for evidence to confirm what we're already believing, conscious or not. I tried this in fact recently, last weekend when I was sick with a viral illness. Old me would have catastrophized my nausea and thought, great, now I'm gonna be sick for days and this sucks and I have to keep pushing through this. So I'm gonna feel like poop and I have stuff I need to get done. And then my thoughts were, this isn't fair. I don't have time for this. Why is this happening to me? And in the past, I would have bullied myself into continuing everything I had scheduled despite being sick. And I would have continued on hating every minute and raging at my body and my circumstance of having a stomach virus that was making me nauseated and a little bit pukey. However, now since I have the tools to manage my mind, I consciously noticed when I started getting nauseated and I got curious about it. I thought, I wonder if I'm getting sick. Hmm, this is inconvenient, but it's really not a problem. I can figure out how to take care of myself through this. My body is going to tell me what it needs and we'll get through it. Then as I started feeling more sick, I listened to my body. I napped, I drank fluids, I allowed myself to heal. And in less than 48 hours, I was back to my normal peppy self and making up for lost time. This approach felt much more kind and loving because I was curious. I checked in and I listened to myself and my body. And I know that listening and caring for my body helps me feel better even when I feel bad. 
And it allowed me to let go of the prior animosity that I used to carry whenever my body wasn't functioning at its normal baseline. So why does watching our thoughts, like we talked about in the last episode, bring up this inner critic? Well, as I mentioned already, anytime we want to change, our emotional brain will send up that danger signal. Because change equals uncertainty, and uncertainty equals possible death. So it's doing what it's been doing for years, attempting to put the brakes on to keep us safe and secure and hidden away in our caves. AKA that primitive part of our brain is functioning exactly as it's meant to. Whenever we start poking around at the status quo, we're stirring up dirt and signals get back to those fear centers in our brain that can be triggered to jerk us back towards the comfort zone. But we all know that growth never occurs in the comfort zone. Our growth, my friends, occurs just over the line of discomfort. So it's important to recognize that this work can be uncomfortable and it can trigger some of us, initially especially, to feel unsafe or insecure about even exploring what's going on in our noggins. This is okay and totally normal. However, if this exploration starts shutting you down completely and sends you back to bed, figuratively or literally, there could be some deeper trauma that hasn't been addressed or processed. And this type of work is best done in connection with a therapist or other trained healthcare professional. For the rest of us, when it feels icky, but we know at our core that we're gonna be okay and we're safe, even though a part of us is raging and yelling at us to turn back now, we can proceed with watching and exploring our brains, including our inner critic, while we practice generating feelings of safety and security from within ourselves. And we do this with our thoughts. Remember, you're not your thoughts and you get to decide ultimately what you wanna think and believe. Your thoughts are what cause your feelings. And then we get to act from our feelings to create the results that we want. Calming our inner critic can look different for different people. For me, it was really important not to ignore her, but to acknowledge her, let her be seen, see what she was saying for what it was, which was a fear response, and then decide whether it was helpful in the moment and then continue to move forward. And if the thoughts came up again and again and again, like they did with me, I would consciously practice turning down the volume or just allowing them to be there, but not necessarily reacting or responding to them. And the more we practice this, the easier it gets. Some people are able to look at a thought, put it in a thought model to see what result it creates, and then decide to throw it out with yesterday's newspaper because for them, that's all they need. And at that point, it's old news. And this is some of the work that I do with my clients. Other people can hold the critical or judgmental thought and poke holes in it to find evidence of how the opposite is true. I did this with my thought that being stupid is bad and I must avoid looking or appearing stupid to the detriment of myself. I sat down and thought about all the ways that I'm actually quite smart and accomplished. And this allowed me to loosen my grip on this old belief. And after a few sessions of poking around at it, it burst like a balloon and it hasn't really come around to visit me since then. So now when I say or do something that I might deem as not smart or stupid, and trust me, we all do things that we don't think through sometimes, I can see it for what it is, me being human, versus letting my inner critic rage with thoughts like, how could you be so stupid? My inner loving voice says, well, we know not to do that again next time. What voice, tone, and ideas we let run around most in our brains is what drives us forward on our daily journey. 
So as you start watching your thoughts, also notice if your inner critic is front and center or perhaps lurking just behind a tree to jump out and startle you when you least expect it. Noticing when she's helpful and when she's not will go a long way towards making friends with her, accepting her, and appreciating the value that she offers. Remember, she's a manifestation of our prior input and our beliefs. She's a great tool as we dive deeper into exploring what else we need to reclaim our brains. And I found that love and curiosity feel much better than anger, frustration, and judgment. I teach my client these tools at the beginning of our work so we can practice them all the way through. And as my clients gain awareness, insight, and understanding, they empower their lives through the power of their brains. All right, my friends, thank you for joining me this week and see if you can have fun exploring your brain. Anytime I can make something fun or into a game, it lowers my brain's fear response and that inner critic and makes it easier and safer to zoom around and poke at sometimes tender spots that I find along the way. We spend so much time being serious as adults, taking responsibility for our brains doesn't have to be hard work. It can be fun and rewarding and pay you back a hundredfold as you grow into the most loving and accepting version of who you are. You always have the power to change anytime you're ready. If you're wanting to take this work deeper, email me at info at thrivearena.com to set up a free consultation session to talk about working together to explore your brain in a safe, loving, non-judgmental space that's designed for you to grow and create permanent solutions for your worry and stress and let you exhale into who you were meant to be. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave a review so we can get the word out. Also, don't be shy and please share this podcast with your family and friends. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions, be sure to check out the link in the show notes to join my email list today. Have a beautiful week, friends, and I'll talk to you next week.